0: Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Nick. You can find us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. A lot of fun in there. Guys sharing work, sharing ideas, talking about the products, how to use them, how they use them. It's a really great place. Find us there. If you want to check out our products, it's hypercleanstore.com. Well, I want to make everybody feel better about themselves as I record this for the second time. Yeah, that's right. Did a whole episode, and evidently there was no sound. People couldn't hear on Facebook, and it didn't record with any sound. So feel better about yourself that you're not having to do this twice like me. So want to follow up on last week's episode with the expel Rivian announcement, talked to seven different shops owners this week from different parts of the country. They've already been hit by it where they had people come into their shop, call them whatever, and talk about getting their Rivian done for a fairly steep discount. All of them had issues. The Rivian owners, of course, won a deal. These guys call their reps. The reps were like, ah, oh, you know, it's no big deal. Nah, it is a big deal. Expel looking out for itself and not looking out for us, the installer. It was the point of the whole episode last week. Wasn't to bash anybody. And so that's one of the things I wanted to circle back to and let you know. I got seven different people all from different parts of the country that have already been hit by that deal. We have other news this week again in the film industry. I don't really... Love having to talk about it two weeks in a row, but we had massive news with Steck having to pull off the market a product called DynoFlex, which is a windshield protection film. This is the second time they've had to pull this product off the market. They always have had a problem with this, but I wanna approach it a little differently than everybody else approaches it. Where is the accountability for us the installer. And let me break it down for you my credentials with windshield film. I've been around windshield film about 5 years. On my team, I have one of the best installers in the world and one of the top trainers if not the top trainer in the world is is on my team. I know a little bit about this. I install film really this windshield film really well. We do a lot of it. We actually just did another Corvette this week. And so I'm always shocked when I see these things happen, but I'm not shocked that a company did what was right for them, not what was right for the customer. So let's walk through this product. Steck releases this product called DynoFlex years ago. It doesn't survive. It doesn't do well. They take it off the market. We're now, hey, we're going to re-release it. We fixed everything. Now they have to take it off the market. So let's talk about the players in the windshield film market. You got two main players, ClearPlex, ExoShield, and then Steck was trying to capitalize on there being so low competition. Instead of doing it the right way, in my opinion, Steck just basically released a very cheap film that didn't work. Now, where I kind of get off the whole blaming the manufacturer is there's no installer who's supposedly an expert at what they do that should have ever installed one piece of DynoFlex. And let me tell you why. If I ordered a piece of ClearPlex, a piece of ExoShield, and a piece of Stex DinoFlex, there's not a single educated person, even those of you that have never touched the films, that would pick DynoFlex as the one that's going to work. That's how bad of a product it really is. Now. Mind you, I had a bunch of people who know I'm in the windshield part of this business texting me when this product re-released saying they're having all kinds of problems with it, they're bailing out on it. A lot of smart owners wanted nothing to do with this after they tested it. But let's talk about the people that went onto to Facebook groups. Some of them host trainings. Some of them are supposedly reputable and have six, seven, eight-figured film businesses. Well, nobody that's an expert in film is installing this with any credibility. Plain and simple. It'd be like any of you guys who have installed ceramic coatings, somebody bringing you this water-based spray and saying, this is going to last as long as your three-year coating tray. You'd look at them and go, let me test it. Then you would test it and it would rinse off after a couple of washes and you'd go, "Ah, I'm not going to do that. But what if you decided that you were going to sell it as a three-year spray and you didn't care what the results were? And that's basically what this is. I want to come at it from the accountability part of this. Does Steck have accountability? Of course. They should never release a product like that. It's so bad it's laughable. But how are you an expert going on Facebook and making a scene on Facebook and saying, I've lost $20,000, $30,000, dollars 50000 on Steck Dinoflex and mad and up in arms? And there's a bunch of people doing this. How did it even get past the first two pieces of film when you knew it was crap? Or... Do you actually not know what you're doing? Which one is it? Well, what it is is the first one. They knew it was crap. They were trying to make a buck. So why do people choose DinoFlex over Clearplex or ExoShield? And and just so everyone knows, in full disclosure, I'm an ExoShield dealer, but I don't own ExoShield. I just install the highest quality film I can find. That's what we all are supposed to be doing. So how did so many people get quote unquote caught up in this? Because they want it easy, Clearplex and Exoshield take a ton of talent, take a ton of education. You have to sculpt it, mold it, shrink it. It doesn't shrink like tint at all. It's a completely isolated product that you have to have a skill set for that particular product. It's time consuming. You really can't most shops can't scale it throughout their team, so they have one, maybe two installers. It's usually just one. And it's time. And so if I if I install DynoFlex, I can install it in 30 minutes and I can add three or four or five hundred bucks to my ticket price. I'm making all this money. Yeah. We figured it out. All those people that put DynoFlex on have had to be in a position where they've touched Clearplex or Exoshield. They just didn't want to spend the time. I know a specific shop owner that wants to get in a windshield film, but he doesn't feel like he should have to go to training. And I keep telling him, you're not going to know how to install this film unless you go to training. If I don't know, you're not going to know. Well, I do film all day. You don't do film. Just ex-... I said, dude, this isn't like anything else. So he gets stacked Dino Flex about six, eight months ago. Sends me a piece of it. He puts a few pieces on. He ends up throwing the whole roll in the trash. He's like, this is garbage. To his credit. He's just not going to be in windshield film until he wants to commit to it. He is a professional. How did all these so-called professionals put more than one to two pieces of DynoFlex on a car and not know it was garbage? I'm not letting them stack off the hook. But where is the accountability for installers? There's many of you installing coatings that just say graphene on them. They're gonna last five, seven, ten years. Where's the accountability? Where's the accountability on that? How many of you really believe coding's gonna last you 10 years? Come on, man. We talk about accountability. So many people in the detailing industry go online and they cry about we wanna, we wanna be heard, installers, you know, we need more respect. You're not gonna get more respect if you're not smart enough to vet a product. Again, if any of you were sent. ExoShield, ClearPlex, and Dino, from Stack, And you had to pick the films that were going to work. Even never touching a film in your life, you would never have picked Steck. So how did all these supposed great shops pick it? Because there's no accountability. And now they're going and crying. Well, I can't believe Steck did this. They cost me 20 grand. But dude, you run a training. I thought you knew film. You didn't know this was crap? Let me give you a story. So one of the things I had in my career was people send me film, okay? Six, eight months ago, somebody sent me a roll of film, said, hey, put this on a car. I put it on one of my personal vehicles. I couldn't get the stuff to stick on the car. We had to work really hard to get the adhesive to stick. Guy called me back. I said, hey, man, I can't work with this. This stuff's going to come off. Like We had to work really hard. Your adhesive's weak, whatever. Guy gets up in arms. Calm down, but I'm not going to put it on a car. And I got plenty of other PPF when I opened my shop that didn't make the cut. So I have two or three companies that made the cut. And I got about five other companies that aren't up to my to my standards. Because I have a keen eye on what works and what doesn't. Not because of anything other than that. But the accountability is not to me, is not to VR, is not to hyperclean. It is to the customer. So if you put DynoFlex on a windshield and you kept doing it when you knew it was crap, you didn't look after your customer. And so there's the accountability is not on stick at this point. There's plenty of people that got that product and threw it away. The vast majority did. But there's a bunch of people who are really vocal in this industry, in the PPF part of the industry, telling you how great they are, telling you how they got every invention under the sun. They know this. They know that. They're going to train you to do everything. They didn't know Flex was a crap product? Sure they did. Because I have reps of every company telling me, yeah, these guys knew it was bad. They just wanted to make a buck. I'll tell you my own story. 2010 to 2012. I wanted to be on the cutting edge. I had a great coating that I was uh, privy to install. Installed on a bunch of cars. Water spotted like crazy, contaminated like crazy. I had to take accountability for it. When I look back now, I wish I didn't install it. Probably still on those cars. That's how durable it was. It wasn't a durability issue. The headache it caused my company, but especially when I had to go in and service customers' cars when they shouldn't have needed that. I made the mistake. I never charged my customer a dollar to fix the problem. I took accountability, but it was a mistake. A mistake with accountability is very different than just making a mistake and going on Facebook and crying about what a company did. So be careful about calling yourself an expert if you didn't know DinoFlex was trash. Anybody with a brain knew it. So how do we get here? There's no accountability. Steck doesn't have that product on the market if nobody puts it on a car. And there's not a single person that should have put a single sheet of that on any customer car. It was that bad. I knew it in the moment. If I knew it and a bunch of other people knew it, we all knew it. But if we want respect as installers and detailers, we have to start taking accountability. When you're doing a lifetime coding, when you're doing a 10-year coding, when you're putting crappy film on cars, there is, there, there, there is no going to the next level. You're not going to get looked at as experts when the loudest in the room are putting garbage on cars. That's not going to work. It's an unfortunate thing, but Steck has now had to pull this off the market for the second time. Not the first, the second. There are reputable windshield film companies. There's no reason to be putting Steck DynoFlex on a car, and Steck builds a great PPF. I've always liked it. Nothing against them. They made a mistake, but they're not going to have any accountability. They're not going to give you their money back. They're not going to go apologize to the customers. They're not going to clear out those headaches. It's on you as the business owner, as the installer, to do right for your customers. And until we have that conversation more, we're going to have more and more of these issues. Because it's never been easier to manufacture film. So they're going to keep manufacturing it. They're going to keep telling you they got the next answer. But if you don't test it and you don't know when to call it quits... You're just going to be on Facebook bitching, I guess. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing in some of these groups. It's like, dude, I could give you 15 people that text me and knew that stuff was garbage 10 minutes after we touched it. How'd you not know? It's not like I'm the smartest film guy in the world. I just have a little bit of common sense. One can be installed without shrinking or any type of, of, of real work. And the other two take a ton of work. Huh? How- How does that work? Doesn't it's wavy. It's basically a piece of PPF. They had windshields cracking everywhere. They, they had it, uh, peeling, delaminating. They had all kinds of issues with it and, and people just kept doing it. So just, I, I hate having to talk about, you know, back-to-back weeks about film, but we've had two major stories, uh, you know, pop up here in the last two weeks and, and, and one that I'm actually involved in directly, which is windshield film. So, I want to end with this on a little bit of a a brighter note. The brighter note is this week I got reminded of why I am in this business. In 12 years, you're going to have up and downs. You're going to have times when you're like, man, I don't feel like detailing anymore or whatever. Everybody gets that. I don't want to do film this week or whatever. But I think I'm bringing a new collector, car collector, onto my business. Uh, we did uh, some windshield film on his car this week. And he reminded me in a very clear way of why I do this. And it's not because of the results on his car or anything like that. We sat for an hour. We put windshield film on a C8 Corvette. Him and I sat for an hour and just talked cars. He's got a FA Tributo, he's got uh, a 4GT Carbon. He's got a Z06 on order, GT3 RS, GT4 RS. He's got, what else is in that collection? Anyway, he's got a race car on order that we're going to be doing film on. We're going to do film on all of his cars now. We pretty much solidified it, but forget the work part of it. His wife is a car person. He's a car person. I'm a car person. We sit there for an hour. We're just talking about the car business. We're talking about Pebble Beach coming up. For those that don't know. They got a, you know, probably the highest priced car. Again, let's forget about the Mercedes that sold. It turns out that's a little bit more of a charity auction that went for 140 plus million. But Ferrari, 1955 Ferrari already listed at Sotheby's and uh, Pebble Beach in a couple weeks. 35 to 40 million expected hammer price. You got Michael Schumacher, one of his championship F1 cars is up for auction. So him and I just sit, him and his wife, we just sit and talk cars. And I go, hey, man, you got all these great cars. Why are you driving this C8 Corvette? He goes, man, I love it. He goes, I just enjoy driving this thing. He goes, I think I'm going to track it. And I just love what they did. And he didn't care what cars he owned. He cared that he loved driving them. And we sat there and talked about the state of Ford and Ford performance and what these manufacturers are doing or what do I think about this car. And for that hour, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. But when I got back in my car and drove home, I thought, this is why I do it. I do it because we have a bunch of clients and I have a bunch of collectors that aren't car people. They just can afford them. So they buy the best. When I get to talk to somebody that has the means and is a car person, and I probably have 10 of those in my life, and we can just talk cars for hours. That's why I do it. I actually don't do it for the detailing. I love when a car is freshly detailed. And I love the finished product of detailing. But what I really keeps me in this business is I love talking cars. And so I know at times it can get hard and negative for all of us. And people are going to listen to the stack thing and think I was being negative when I wasn't. I understand. But I want to take this positive from this week. And I want you to take it after you listen to this episode, whether that's this weekend or next week or weeks in the future. Ask yourself why you really detail cars. Even you DIYers, why do you detail your own car? Is it the pride? Is it the process? Why do you do it? But for you professionals, why are you staying in this business? If it's just to make money, I promise you there's a lot easier ways to make a lot more money. I believe, I mean that. And I've been a part of those things as investments and what else. So don't stay in it just because you can make money at it. Find something that keeps you going like this did. I mean, it energized me this week because it really showed me why I do this. And I do this to get in contact with people that are true car people. And I want to make something clear. That's a very rare thing to find real car people that really get into the nitty gritty, that really follow up on what companies are doing and what cars are coming out and why they're building and why they're not building them. That's a very rare thing for me to find. So I know he's listening and I know his wife's listening. I think they're going on a road trip and and I told him about the podcast and we're going to get some hyper clean products in that, in that garage. You trust me on that. But I want to thank you guys this week for, for making me realize again, why I do this and I do it for the cars and I always have. And I think I always will. I'll always be around cars because that's why I'm in this thing. So everybody have a great weekend. I hope you enjoyed the second recording of this since I couldn't uh, evidently record properly the first time. I can't thank you guys enough for the support and listening. Again, go join the HyperClean Specialist group if you're not in there already and have a great weekend.